For me, it's 10 o'clock p.m. on May 25th, 2022, but for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair is, welcome back, Lindsay to The Media Files. Happy to be here. Happy to have you here, and it's getting very, very hot outside. And in here. <laughs> and in here, in the uh, the Media Files recording studio. Uh, but we've got a long weekend ahead of us. I took a couple days off work, holiday weekend, and uh, lots of plans as we go into our anniversary weekend, too. Yes. 11 years married, you and I, in just two days from now. The day this, uh, the day this podcast posts. Oh, yeah. Happy anniversary, us. Happy anniversary. If you're listening to this, text me, tell me happy anniversary. Because I mean, it will be on the day that this posts. <laughs> How lucky of us. And 11 years. That's a long time. That's 11 long years, time. three kids, two houses, and a partridge. It's just, it's just, it's so much. And it goes by in a flash. We've moved from house to house. We don't own two houses. We don't know. Just no, want to no, clarify. No, we we have had two houses total. Yeah. I feel like that's not bad in 11 years, though. In 11 years, I, I feel like there are some people that in 11 years are like, yeah, we've lived in like four countries, three planets, and one submarine. <laughs> planets. You know what I mean, though? It, yeah. And we haven't. We've only had two houses, and we're not planning on moving anytime soon. No. We, uh, we what, what do they call it? Putting your roots down? We settled down? We've settled. Yeah. Well, we didn't settle. Don't say that. You didn't settle for me. It's been 11 years. Aye, aye, aye. This week on The Media Files, we're talking about Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chippendale Rescue Rangers is a new Disney Plus original film that star the two detective chipmunks reunited and cracking their first case in nearly 30 years. But things have changed for the rodents in that time. Chippendale Rescue Rangers was directed by Akiva Schaefer of the Lonely Island fame and stars John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as Chip and Dale, respectively, and co-stars Will Arnett, Eric Bana, Keegan-Michael Key, Seth Rogen, J.K. Simmons, and Kiki Lane. It was released in the United States on May 20th, 2022. Uh, man, this is an ep- this is another one of those episodes that I don't think initially I planned on talking about. We initially had another subject penciled in for this week, but I think we need to talk about this one. I think that this one took me and you and a lot of other people by surprise, and I think it's going to continue to create small waves of conversation as word about this movie spreads and gets out and more people watch it. I don't think it was on most people's radars. It certainly, like, wasn't really on our radar. It wasn't on mine at all. Yeah, but we watched it. And and I want to ask you your overall thoughts on this movie and kind of your personal history with Chippendale going into this movie. Well, first of all, the kids wanted to watch a movie, and so they asked for that, and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I turned it on and couldn't stop watching it, so we just made popcorn and two watched hour, the whole movie. Two hours movie. later, you're still on the couch and watching I think it was only an hour and a half, so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll sit down and watch a movie with you. And it was so much better than I expected that I made you watch it. And um, 
Rescue Rangers, what? I, t- I know I watched the cartoon when I was younger, but I feel like I only remember the cartoons from like 1997 and on. Well, there, and, 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 Chip and Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the original cartoon, I want to say only ran for like a few seasons starting in 1989, if I recall correctly. Yeah, but they still re- did tons of uh, reruns. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was syndicated enough that it was it ran and ran and ran. Yeah. And I was born a few year, years earlier than you. Mm-hmm. And Chippendale coming out in 1989, I would have been three years old, which I feel like is a really good, a good time for, for Chippendale. Show. Yeah. And then going into kindergarten, first, second grade... Growing up and knowing Chippendale Rescue Rangers really, really well, I want to say that I had like Chippendale t-shirts and Chippendale toys and I really enjoyed this show. And and I think as I go back through my life, I can track shows, TV shows that kind of helped me grow up with them, right? Because they were popular when I was X age and I was very obsessed with them too. And I think that this is probably the earliest example of that between Chippendale Rescue Rangers and Sesame Street. I was a big Sesame Street fan as a kid also. So, but Chippendale was one of those very pivotal shows for me when I was young. And I, I want to say directly after that, I moved right into Power Rangers. Oh, man. I never watched any of those. And again, I'm a little older yeah. than you. And so and so these are these are shows that and then probably right after Power Rangers came Pokemon. So yeah, never watched that either. Man, you missed out. These are <laughs> these are the quality shows. These were the shows of my childhood, and so I really did have a lot of love for Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the show, the characters. I thought they were fun characters, and I thought it was a really unique idea for a show Absolutely. even then. And I and I do now this this cartoon take on what is essentially like Miami Vice, right? Yeah. You know, or um, or Turner and you know, or uh, no, uh, Starsky and Hutch. Roger rabbit remake completely well, the movie yeah the movie but the show i mean i mean the idea for oh, the chip show. and dale is starsky and hutch right i mean it's, yeah. it's detectives now the movie i knew it was going to come out and i had such <laughs> low expectations for this movie such little hope and and again not looking into it very well not knowing that it's directed by akiva schaefer who i do really enjoy and not knowing the voice cast, I don't think that would have swayed me anyways. This was destined to be a garbage reboot with CG characters that nobody cared about and nobody would watch and it would be forgotten. And I'm and I'm thinking really specifically of last year's Tom and Jerry movie oh, when they was when they really good. had an option to bring back very, very classic characters in in this style. Right. Animated characters in a real world setting had an option to do something kind of neat and interesting with that and didn't. It was just yeah, bad. Yeah, it was a flop. Yeah, it was just really bad. And it was as bad as I expected it to be, yeah. I think. And that's what I expected out of this. And that's not what we got. No, we got a full background life story for them. They really do flesh out these yeah. characters of Chip and Dale. And they make it so that Chip and Dale are not detectives. Chip and Dale are actors yeah. who acted and in I a show. I love that. That is a, a brilliantly wild twist to the formula that I don't think I anticipated at all. No, and I, I don't think, either. you know, if I had to think about what I would make as a Chip and Dale movie, not a twist that I would immediately gravitate towards. No, not at all. But very, very cool. 
And it also gives you a lot of reason to get into Chippendale as a character and how they relate to each other. And this movie takes place in the present day, right? Chippendale acted in a TV show 30 years ago. One of them is now an insurance salesman. And the other one travels around to comic conventions and sells his autograph. I mean, it is so it is so tongue in cheek pointed to current times of what these actors and and. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I'm I'm currently watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine right now. And this is a really common current day career for a lot of these actors. The actors that were in Deep Space Nine, a few of them did have good acting careers as they continued. Most of them travel through conventions and do photo ops and, and signatures. Yeah. That's how they make money now. And that's fine. It's not that there's anything wrong with that. But you definitely see the real world parallels of something that used to have a fandom and now currently does not. But like you said, if you enjoyed Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You will love this. This is. And Roger, by the way, Roger Rabbit appears in this movie. You know. Oh, really? Yeah. Right at the beginning of the movie. Roger Rabbit is in the film. No. Yes, he is. He's dancing on a dance floor. I missed it. And. They even say his name at one point. There's they're so they're much doing that I the missed. Roger Rabbit they're, with Roger Rabbit. Like compact with references. References in so many different properties as well. Yeah, and and I remember reading an article once that Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a movie that could never be made again because there were so many references and characters put into that film that they would never be able to do that again. And I think the closest we've gotten is probably Ready Player One. Ready Player One is another oh, movie yeah. where you're constantly yeah. watching the screen, looking for different references, looking for different things that pop in and out of out of scene. This movie is now the new Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and I think that this movie will go down kind of in in the same vein as Who Framed Roger Rabbit as a as a really well beloved tale about cartoon characters that live in a real world right now one of the chipmunks has gotten what he calls his cg surgery so we've got a we've got a chipmunk that's in cg and a chipmunk that's cell shaded and animated like the old times right just even having a conversation about the change in animation between them is it's very intelligent yes it's very intelligent and and i think a lot of this like we said we we watched it all together you watched it i watched it twice Mm -hmm. and there were still things i missed And a lot of the humor or a lot of the references go directly over our kids' heads, you know, yes, because because like, there are so many references. Several times they ask me, why are you laughing? Right. <laughs> but it's not that it's not enjoyable for them either. They actually really, they really enjoyed, enjoyed it, enjoy too, it, because yeah. there's a lot for them. And there is a good story being told about these two buddies getting together and solving a mystery. Uh, but I think that that conversation that they have about you know, cartoon characters becoming CG characters, right? And starring in reboots that are just cash grabs and and don't make any money and nobody cares about them anymore, I think is exactly what made this movie really, really great because it, it took everything that I expected this movie to be about and made fun of that thing instead, which which subverted my expectations and also told a really good story. I, I, ju- I just got to say that I'm very, very surprised by this movie and am, am really happy with the writing team, how cleverly they were able to weave in the story of a, of a nearly forgotten 30-year-old cartoon into a modern-day tale and make it relatable for people like me who are aging, you know, and, and want to see these reboots and want to see these characters come back. They told it in a really, really good way. 100%. I can't, it was... 
Yeah, totally unexpected. <laughs> there, there is a lot of conversation too about this movie and in, in in inside of this movie about characters moving from that old cell shaded animation to the CG animation. And I do have to say that I think that this movie was really animated, beautifully and well done. And and again, comparing especially this, for having different types of animation, a lot of different types of animation too. And and again, comparing this to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you know that movie moves really well and really smoothly for being a, a combination of live action footage with cartoon characters in it and it's got to be tricky to do but you never feel like the cartoon characters are out of place in this movie they they go at great lengths to make the characters feel like part of our real world yeah that this is a world where cartoon characters live and like you said they talk about all the weird different kinds of animation that we've gotten over the years. We have the original cell shaded animated. We have the new CG characters with the super lifelike fur. And then there's a character that's dedicated to the early 2000s CG animation of Uncanny Valley where everything looked real but not right. And an entire character, it's a Viking character, where his eyes are always blankly staring off into the distance and nobody knows what he's looking his at at any given polar time. Polar Express eyes. They call him the Polar Express eyes. Which is just so brilliant. It's very, very funny and, and it has a lot to say about the animation industry and how far we've come and how far we still have left to go, really, with animation. But I really thought that that was intelligently done and really, really well played. Got me thinking a lot about different properties what was your favorite property shown oh gosh my favorite property show my favorite reference shown in the movie there's a lot of hidden ones there's so many hidden ones and you know what i'm pretty sure there's a gummy bears one in there and i missed it there's also i'm pretty sure a south park one in there and i missed it there is one and i i you were looking at your phone and i was i was looking things up about the movie i was trying to to focus because you miss so much if you're not watching you blink and you miss a reference in this movie you know what i do think that my favorite reference and what has to be and this is not a huge spoiler um slight spoiler for the movie but what ends up being a, a really cool side character for the film is ugly sonic I cannot believe how much they redeemed themselves with, with that character. With Ugly Sonic. It's unreal. Ugly Sonic. And if you remember the Sonic the Hedgehog original trailer that came out for that film, if you go back and watch original trailer Sonic the Hedgehog on YouTube, you had this the the exact same movie Sonic the Hedgehog, except Sonic looked like a total abomination of a creature. Didn't look like Sonic the Hedgehog that we have now at all. They actually went back and redid all of the CG in that movie to make Sonic look much more accurate to his game counterpart. Um, but that ugly Sonic character is a character in this film. And I think that is so funny. It's such a weird little moment and such a unique moment in pop culture history and movie history but also such a random character so to random phone in i it's but again says a lot about fandoms right yes. and how loud and and mean fandoms can be yes but also how bad animation can be sometimes and and these characters get forgotten and they get thrown away he ends up being this very very neat side character mm-hmm. and they call him and i'm not, i'm just not calling him ugly sonic that's his name in the movie he totally embraces his it. name is ugly sonic he's happy with it and it's so funny it is such a funny funny thing if you had to have any of the properties of of cartoons or or 
pop culture from your childhood, if you could have them successfully rebooted today in in the modern film world, what would you choose? I, I would have selected Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but they did the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, so that oh, which which turned out really good which and filled my soul. And there's also a really <laughs> successful a really successful Sabrina comic book going as well. Yes. And so And I also would have said Riverdale and that one Archie. that one is a, such a trash show, but it's I love it. Well let me and let me say this too. This is something we definitely will talk about. I think it's next year. There's an Indian version of Archie coming to Netflix that looks amazing it's called the archies there's a trailer go watch it if you like archie or riverdale at all the archies looks incredible but what would you choose but if it wasn't those two oh well i also would have brought up barbie barbie see that that was my guess for you is coming that one is coming and And i am so excited i'm very excited for that i think that the cast is just perfect we've got margot robbie as barbie and i think it's ryan gosling as ken Ken, i think so and this is directed by greta gerwig who did lady bird and little women both of which i totally loved she's got a she's a wonderful director i mean the cartoon they did for barbie on netflix barbie's dream house was so funny very funny yes but the kids didn't get it so I never yeah. <laughs> didn't get to watch very much of it. Well, and yeah, it, it was a very, very funny cartoon. Um, lots of adult humor in that or that goes right over kids' heads. Yeah. Uh, but they did a great job with that show. You're right. Yeah, Barbie's a great pick. And, and again, that's the one I probably would have guessed for you as well. I know being a big fan of Barbie. And I think for me, if I could have anything successfully rebooted, I think I would choose the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Now, they did reboot Power Rangers a few years ago, right? We had that movie that was bad. Yeah. It's not It's not awful, but it's not good, and we never got any sequels from it. I think if they could do something similar with Chippendale, like, or similar like they did with Chippendale with the Power Rangers, where it is tongue-in-cheek, and they do talk about how goofy the Power Rangers really are, but tell a really good tale It'd based on that. It would be kind of funny if they were older, and they're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, something like that, right? <laughs> I, I think that you really could probably do something. Or you something. could do that one. Um, you saw that someone made a spoof Power Rangers movie that was rated R. Yeah, and it was That dope. was hilarious. Yeah, it was a YouTube short. Um, now, I, I do know that Power Rangers is owned by, I think it's like a split ownership between Saibon and, and Bandai Namco, I think. Um, and and they're not letting that go anytime soon, I guarantee it, because it still does make money. There's like a Power Rangers convention every year. But I do... Is there really? Yes, there Ew. really is. But I really do want a really good reboot of Power Rangers. I think if I could choose anything, I feel like that's what deserving. I would choose. And, and you know, like I talk about those those shows from my childhood, I think Pokemon's way up there, but Pokemon is still going and is still super successful. It doesn't need to be rebooted. So. Isn't there a Lizzie McGuire reboot coming? They canceled that. What? Yeah, <gasps> because Hillary, Hillary Duff wanted to be an adult in it and they wouldn't let her, Aww. is the story I've heard. But you know how like iCarly has the adult iCarly now? Yeah, I don't... Not just in that. Well, I'm not interested. I never watched iCarly. I was too old for iCarly. But I think that's what Hillary Duff wanted to do with Lizzie McGuire, and I think uh, Disney poo pooed that. That would have been better. Why you wanted to keep her? Whatever. Anyway, who knows? I disagree. (laughs) Everything we talk about on the media files, we do give a very utterly arbitrary rating to. Lindsay, how do you arbitrarily rate Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Uh, Cheese.
Oh man, I was going to give it seven and a half stinky cheeses. <laughs> it's out of ten, you know. And this is not a perfect movie. It's it's no. it's kind of a it's a kid movie. It's a kid movie. It's got a pretty basic storyline as far as the actual plot goes. You can see pretty much everything that's going to happen before oh, it happens. Oh, but it's so enjoyable. But it's very enjoyable. It's intelligently written. I've been telling everybody that I know, like at work and my friends, like, hey, this is going to sound weird, but trust me, go watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers. You're going to love it. If you are over the age of 25, you are going to find so much to appreciate in this movie and really pay attention to like what they say and the things they do, because it really is funny. It's very, very clever. And I'm happy that we uh, I'm happy that we got this movie. Not a not a movie. You know, I've been I've been so angry lately. Um, People have been talking about, you know, everybody always says when they when they see a trailer for like a video game or a movie, they say, who asked for this? When nobody asked for this, who cares? No, no, you don't have to ask for something for it to be good. Right. Nobody asked. Nobody asks for the live animal remakes. Of Jungle Book of Lion or King. Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah, th- yeah. There's a Please. horror. Uh, Winnie the Pooh's in the in the uh, public domain now, and there's a horror movie of Winnie the Pooh. It's called Winnie the Pooh, Honey and Blood, or something goofy like right. that. So who cares? But nobody asked for a Chippendale reboot. No, and, and I'm so glad we got it. it. I'm so happy we had it. I do think we'll probably get a TV show now, and I'll be happy to watch that too if it keeps the same quality as this. I'll be happy to watch that, and if it comes out, we'll talk about it here. But that's all the time we've got. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of The Media Files, and thank you again, Lindsay, for watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers with me. <laughs> You're welcome. The Media Files is provided by RPGera.com. Technical assistance is provided by Brian. The producers are Jexak and Zanku. I'm on Instagram at Brewstop. That's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H, or at the RPG Era Discord with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to, and until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. Night. Yeah.